the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Maybe you've had a non-believer ask you, non-believer that's in some kind of crisis, come to you and ask you, what do you think I should do? Or they ask you, what does the Bible say about my situation? Or they ask you to pray for them and their circumstances. Because they they know you are a, a, a person of God. And in their time of crisis now, they, they want to hear from the Lord. But, and that, that's what Zedekiah does here. But again, he's not committing himself to God. The truth can be hard to hear sometimes. When you're called out, do you change your ways? God has placed other Christians in your life to hold you accountable. In the scripture today, Zedekiah hears the truth from Jeremiah, and it doesn't sit well. He rejects it. Pastor Dan will remind you in the message today that as followers of Christ, we are to be humble. When other believers notice a problem in your life, do you defend yourself or are you receptive to correction? Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Jeremiah chapter 38 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Verse 16 says, when Jeremiah entered the dungeon and the cells, and Jeremiah had remained there many days. The word dungeon there, it means pit or hole. And the idea here, it's it's a pit where Jeremiah, you know, it's just a hole in the ground. So he can't, you know, he can't lie down or sit down really or anything. It's just this hole in the ground they use as a dungeon if you look, look down in verse 20, what Jeremiah says about this dungeon, he says to Zedekiah in verse 20, Therefore, please hear now, O my Lord the King, please let my petition be accepted before you, and do not make me return to the house of Jonathan the scribe, lest I die there. He's got to stay in that, in that dungeon, that pit. He's going to die there. And we're told in verse 16, that he was there many days, and we don't know how many days, but he was there long enough that he thought he would die if he had to continue. And then Zedekiah the king sent and took him out, and the king asked him secretly in his house and said, Is there any word from the Lord? And Jeremiah said, There is. So so the king sent to Jeremiah And asked him secretly, is there any word from the Lord? Again, the Babylonians are laying siege to the city. Is there any word from the Lord? The king knows that Jeremiah hears from the Lord. 
He knows that. He knows that God speaks to Jeremiah. And, and you get the sense here that the king is, is afraid. He's, he's worried about the Babylonians, that they're going to come back. They're going to lay siege to the city again. And he's, he's looking for answers. He's looking for answers from the Lord. And so what does he do? He asks somebody that he knows hears from the Lord. Maybe you've had a non-believer ask you, non-believer that's in some kind of crisis, come to you and ask you, what do you think I should do? Or they ask you, what does the Bible say about my situation? Or they ask you to pray for them and their circumstances. Because they they know you are a a person of God. And in their time of crisis now, they want to hear from the Lord. And that's what Zedekiah does here. But again, he's not committing himself to God. He just wants to hear from God, but he's not committing himself. He's not going to go that far. He asks Jeremiah, is there any word from the Lord in Jeremiah verse 17? He, he said, well, actually, yes, yes, there is. And then he said at the end of verse 17, here's the word. You shall be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylon. The message hasn't changed, O king. Moreover, Jeremiah said to King Zedekiah, What offense have I committed against you, against your servants, or against this people, that you have put me in prison? Remember, Jesus said a similar thing to the religious leaders, to the high priest. He said, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. If I've done something wrong, tell me what it is. That's, That's what Jeremiah says here. What have I done? That you've imprisoned me. Look at verse 19. Where now are your prophets who prophesied to you saying, the king of Babylon will not come against you or against this land. Again, they're under attack by the Babylonians. And Jeremiah says, where are your prophets now who said this would never happen? Now, I don't think Jeremiah is rubbing it in. I don't think Jeremiah is saying, you know, see, I told you so. You know, you should have listened to those prophets. You should have listened to me. I told you they were false prophets. I, I think what he's doing here is he's appealing to the king's reason. He's saying to the king, hey, hey, the guys you listened to before, they obviously were wrong. They were not speaking for the Lord. They weren't hearing from the Lord. What I said would happen is happening So please listen to what I'm saying to you. I've I've proven to be right. So listen to me now. And we see a similar thing in the New Testament, Acts chapter 27, uh, when the Apostle Paul was a prisoner of Rome, and he's being uh, transported by the Romans uh, by ship to the city of Rome to stand before Caesar. Uh, And as their ship is sailing on the Mediterranean, they encounter some rough weather. And the Apostle Paul tried to warn the Roman centurion who was in charge that if they continued in their journey, the voyage would end in disaster and much loss. But the centurion ignored Paul's warning and instead listened to the sailors. He listened to the experts instead of listening to the man of God. And so they continued on their voyage. 
And they got in this huge storm. Uh, And they were stuck in this storm for days and days and days. And it got to the point where it seemed like all would be lost. And everyone on the ship gave up and lost all hope. And at that point, we're told in Acts 27, Paul stood up and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. Again, Paul was not saying, I told you so. You should have listened to me when I told you not to take this trip. And now look where you are. No, he was saying that to appeal to their reason. As a man of God to say, listen, this, this is exactly what I warned you would happen. Now would you please listen to me going forward. And Paul went on to say, I, I urge you, take heart, for there will be no loss of life. And Paul gave them hope. And here, I, I believe Jeremiah is saying to the king, listen to me now. Listen to me now. He goes on in verse 20. Therefore, please hear now, O my Lord the King, please let my petition be accepted before you and do not make me return to the house of Jonathan the scribe lest I die there, lest I die in that prison, in that pit. Then Zedekiah the king commanded that they should commit Jeremiah to the court of the prison. Remember that from chapter 32. And that they should give him daily, look what it says, a piece of bread from the Baker Street, where they had the bakeries on one street. Until all the bread in the city was gone, thus Jeremiah remained in the court of the prison. So the king granted Jeremiah's request. And notice, again, Jeremiah was given a piece of bread daily until the bread was gone. The city was under siege. The Babylonians, when they would attack a city, as many armies did in the ancient world, they would simply surround the city and cut off its supply and starve the people out. That's what they're doing to Jerusalem. The city of Jerusalem is in a famine because there's no food supply coming in. And they're at a point now where they're rationing food in the city where everyone gets one piece of bread each day until the bread is gone. Remember the children's book, The Hungry Caterpillar, The Very Hungry Caterpillar? Remember that? And on the first day, the caterpillar ate an apple. And on the next day, the caterpillar ate a piece of cheese. Right? And then on the last day, the caterpillar ate as much food as the caterpillar could eat. And then the caterpillar turned into a butterfly. Wonderful children's story, isn't it? You know what it's really about? The author of that book was a Holocaust survivor. And he's writing about his time in a concentration camp. When one day he'd get an apple, another day he'd get a piece of cheese. And when he was liberated, he ate all the food he could until he was sick. That's how it was for the people in Jerusalem. Piece of bread a day until the bread runs out. So now, chapter 38. Now, Shephatiah, the son of Matan, Dalia, the son of Pasher, Jukal, the son of Shalamiah, and Pasher, the son of Malchiah, heard the words that Jeremiah had spoken to all the people, saying, 
Thus says the Lord, he who remains in this city shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. But he who goes over to the Chaldeans shall live. His life shall be as a prize to him, and he shall live. Thus says the Lord, this city shall be given into the hand of the king of Babylon's army, which shall take it. Therefore the princes, the leaders of Jerusalem, said to the king, Please let this man be put to death, for thus he weakens the hands of the men of war who remain in this city, and the hands of all the people, by speaking such words to them. For this man does not seek the welfare of this people, but their harm. So the leaders of Jerusalem, they go to the king, and they ask the king Zedekiah to put Jeremiah to death, because his message was bad for the morale of the people. And notice in verse 4, the phrase, he weakens or he discourages the hands of the men of war who remain in the city. So apparently, there are men of war that remain in the city, which means there were other men of war who no longer are in the city. Maybe they've died in battle, but more likely, they've defected. They've left in the middle of the night and surrendered to the Babylonians. And so morale was already low in the city. And Jeremiah was making morale worse. You know, he's, he's discouraging already discouraged people. And I want you to note here what the accusation is against Jeremiah. They say he does not seek the welfare of the people, but their harm. Now, what did Jeremiah do? He told the people the truth. He told the people the word of God and what God says. He told the people uh, about God's judgment if they did not repent of their sins and turn back to God for forgiveness. And he's accused of harming the people. He's accused of harming the people by telling them the truth. It's not much different from the day that we live in today. Right? You tell the truth. You tell people what the Word of God says, what the Word of God says about sin, what the Word of God says about judgment, what the Word of God says about hell, what the Word of God says about heaven, or what the Word of God says about Jesus being the only way. And people will accuse you of trying to harm others. That's harmful language. That's hate speech. You're intolerant. You're bigoted. You talk that way. But it's the truth. And, and really, we, we are called to tell people the truth of God's word out of love for people. That's why we tell them the truth. That's why God tells us the truth in his word, because he loves us. It's not to harm them. In fact, it's it's to keep people from harm, right? It's to keep people from the wrath of God that we tell them the truth and tell them to, to turn to God for forgiveness and salvation. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. 
If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com, or through our church app, or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. So these leaders of the city, they, they're angry. They go to the king, and they ask the king to put Jeremiah to death. Now remember, at the end of chapter 37, the king is the one who moved Jeremiah out of that dungeon and, and allowed him to stay in the court of the prison. He gave him, gave him better accommodations, gave him a little bit of food to eat. He's, he has shown kindness to Jeremiah. Now these leaders come and they say, please let this man be put to death. Verse 5, then Zedekiah the king said, look, he's in your hand, for the king can do nothing against him. Zedekiah was a very weak king. He lacked courage. He lacked courage at a time when the nation of Judah needed a courageous leader. At a a time when the nation was in a crisis and they needed a strong leader and they had a weak leader. And if you remember from the book of Isaiah that this actually was part of God's judgment to give inept leaders to the people of Israel and Judah. God said that he would give them children for their leaders. He would give them leaders who were not capable of leading. And that was the judgment of God against the nation. And I'm talking about Judah here, right? That was Zedekiah. He's he's not really capable of leading strongly when the nation needs a strong leader. And, and, you know, one verse, he's, he's showing mercy to Jeremiah, giving him better accommodations. A few verses later now, he's, he's telling these leaders, well, you can do whatever you want with Jeremiah. Verse six, so they took Jeremiah And they cast him into the dungeon of Malchiah, the king's son, which was in the court of the prison. And they, look what it says, and they let Jeremiah down with ropes. And in the dungeon, there was no water, but but mire, mud, clay. So they lowered Jeremiah into a pit that was filled with, with mud, filled with clay, mire. Now, Ebed-Melech, the Ethiopian, was one of the eunuchs or one of the king's officers who was in the king's house. And he heard that they had put Jeremiah in the dungeon. And when the king was sitting in the gate of Benjamin, the king would sit in the gate of the city to rule as judge and he would resolve any conflicts between citizens, that kind of thing, so they could come to the king and have an audience with the king, and the king would give a ruling for them. So he's sitting in the gate, and Ebed-Melech comes to him. And verse 8, Ebed-Melech went out of the king's house and spoke to the king, saying, My lord, king, these men have done evil, and all that they have done to Jeremiah the prophet whom they have cast into the dungeon, and he is likely to die from hunger 
and the place where he is, for there is no more bread in the city. They've run out of bread. Then the king commanded Ebed-Melech the Ethiopian, saying, Take from here thirty men with you, and lift Jeremiah the prophet out of the dungeon before he dies. Again, the king lacks conviction. So Ebed-Melech took the men with him and went into the house of the king under the treasury and took from there old clothes and old rags and let them down by ropes into the dungeon to Jeremiah. Then Ebed-Melech the Ethiopian said to Jeremiah, Please put these old clothes and rags under your armpits, under the ropes. And Jeremiah did so. So they pulled Jeremiah up with ropes and lifted him out of the dungeon. And Jeremiah remained in the court of the prison. Then Zedekiah the king sent and had Jeremiah the prophet brought to him at the third entrance of the house of the Lord. And the king said to Jeremiah, I will ask you something. Hide nothing from me. And Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, If I declare it to you, will you not surely put me to death? And if I give you advice, you will not listen to me. He's, he's had this conversation before with Zedekiah. And Zedekiah hasn't listened to him. And so now Jeremiah says, look, even if I tell you what the Lord says, you're not going to listen to me. Do you ever have a conversation like that with someone? You know, after having a con- the same conversation with them 50 times, and there comes a point where you say, you know what? You don't really take my advice. You don't really listen to anything I'm, I'm saying, so I don't want to have this conversation again. I'm done. So he says now, verse 16, So Zedekiah the king swore secretly to Jeremiah, saying, As the Lord lives. Notice it's it's all capital letters, Lord. As Yahweh lives. he, He knows that the Lord speaks. He knows that the Lord speaks to Jeremiah. He knows that the Lord God is a living God. His city is under siege. He's in a crisis. But he doesn't call on the name of the Lord. As the Lord lives, look what he says. Who made our very souls. I will not put you to death. Nor will I give you into the hand of these men who seek your life. He knows that he has a creator. He knows that he has a soul but he doesn't call on the name of the Lord. Then Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, well, thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, the God of Israel, if you surely surrender to the king of Babylon's princes, then your soul shall live. This city shall not be burned with fire, and you and your house shall live. But if you do not surrender to the king of Babylon's princes then this, this city shall be given into the hand of the Chaldeans. They shall burn it with fire, and you shall not escape from their hand. And Zedekiah the king said to Jeremiah, Well, I'm afraid of the Jews who have defected to the Chaldeans, lest they deliver me into their hand. He asked me how 
book of Jeremiah entails many prophecies given to the people of Israel, but they weren't just commands of judgment and consequence. Within these pages, Jeremiah gives insight into the coming promises that Jesus would offer by coming and fulfilling a new covenant of redemption for all people. What's interesting is that Jeremiah poured his heart and soul out as he wrote this book. It wasn't just a dry dissertation of what people should do or what should come about. Jeremiah was a living and breathing person during the time of siege and exile, and he felt deeply for the people and nation he was a part of. His empathy for his kinsmen should resonate with you as you're part of a larger group of people in a nation and ultimately part of God's family. Is there a stirring within you to see those who are lost come to have a saving knowledge of Christ? If so, you might be able to relate to Jeremiah more than you thought. If you're enjoying this series through the book of Jeremiah and would like to hear more teachings, we encourage you to visit our website at calvaryec.com. In addition to listening to these teachings, you can access more information about the church behind this ministry. Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. As a church, our heart is geared towards spreading the gospel message to all we come in contact with. And we welcome anyone to worship with us at our location in Columbia, Maryland. For service times and location, check out calvaryec.com. Thanks for joining us today. Next time, we'll continue looking at the book of Jeremiah here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and what I know because I know His voice and it only takes Rings true.